Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my buddy Mike all the way from Nashville. How you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Let's do this. Good. So we met uh, at the last runaway trip together back in June. At the airport. Three months ago at the airport. Didn't know each other, and I think I was wearing a Bon Jovi shirt. Were you wearing a Bon Jovi shirt? I don't I think so. I was, but you were, and I think I came up to you and I was like, we're going to the same place. <laughs> like... Yeah, and I remember we got into the uh, we we all got an Uber together, my wife, you, and me. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember we like I realized how diehard we both realized how diehard fans we were once we started talking about what we're going to talk about today. And I was like, this kid is cool. And we <laughs> I remember we hung out the entire weekend, man. That was a blast that, that okay. week. So anyway, so we're going to talk about uh, disc one of the box set today and this like i said this is when we were in the cabin i was starting to talk about like deep tracks i knew there's different levels of being a fan you know there's like the general fans that only know like the hits then there's more deeper fans that know some of the deep tracks but then there's the you know you're talking to a diehard fan when you're talking about the box set outtakes from albums demo yeah. stuff that's not even been heard before you know so but anyway, so uh, we'll talk about the box set. Uh, so this was to celebrate uh, 20 years of um, the band. So this came out in November of 2004, and like this to celebrate 20 years. Uh, and it was it was pretty much let's put this in quotations a gift to all the yeah. diehard fans because you know this is before the digital era, before it became really big, before YouTube and all that. So. Like, uh, so they put a box set together of all the outtakes and demos that we may have not even heard before, you know, the digital era. And the cover is pretty cool. It was a remake of Elvis's uh, yeah. 50 million fans can't be wrong. Now it's 100 million Bon Jovi fans can't be wrong. And that was to celebrate them selling over 100 million albums. Um, I always thought it was cool that the 100 million album mark and the 20 years lined up pretty perfectly. Yeah, that was, that was pretty unique. And so, yeah, so it's filled with demos, outtakes, B-sides. You know, like, there's some songs on here, like, Someday I'll Be Saturday Night, Always, that was uh, Living on a Prayer, that was already released. But we got the demos of it, and so it's pretty cool to kind of get a different take yeah. of that. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I, I was a fan now for four years. I was 12 years old when this came out. And I remember it was, like I said, it came out in the middle of November before Thanksgiving. And uh, I begged my dad to get on the, I had this tradition now where I get all my Bon Jovi albums the first day. And I begged my dad, I said, I really want this. And back then, you know, these box sets were like $70, $75. And uh, so now, now you can go to like any kind of record store, like music store and get it for like 10 bucks. But anyway. So I begged my dad to get it for me. So he took me uh, to Kmart to, to get it. But he said it was a Christmas gift, you know, a $75 box set. So he said it was a Christmas gift. Thankfully, I begged him enough. He let me open it, look at it, and listen to the one, one CD that day. I listened to disc three. And I remember I counted down days till Christmas to open it again. And it was, that was the first gift I opened. And, and uh so that is, so every time I look at this cover and stuff, I you know, and it's the same exact box set that I bought when I was a kid. You know, just you know, that memory of you know <laughs> having that on Christmas Day and all that. What what was your experience when you got the album? Um I don't remember getting it when it came out. I was pretty young. Um, <laughs> but I remember the first time listening to it i was probably like eight or nine i remember the radio like and i was like whoa that's a really good song um and then i remember miss fourth of july um on disc one and i remember um honestly what my favorite one on the whole album is starting all over again and um which i think but um I remember just thinking it was super cool that like not everyone knew these songs. Even when I was a little kid, I was like, "Well, like I feel like I'm a cooler Bon Jovi fan than you are because I aren't dead or whatever." 
um, I thought the video or like the DVD that they put out, um, which I think was filmed in Atlantic City, yep. <clears throat> was freaking amazing and super cool. And I thought that video was awesome. Um, and uh, and then after like listening to it on and off, but rediscovering it uh, years later and listening to the whole thing from a songwriter's perspective, I'm a songwriter. Um, you know that. I know. Oh. Very good one, too. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, from a songwriter's perspective, you know, some of these songs are so amazingly written and, you know, you can tell that they didn't really have a chance at radio or even an album. But like a song like Miss Fourth of July is one of the most beautifully written songs, Jump, in my opinion, one of the best songs he's ever written. And, uh, there's a bunch of songs like that on this album. I think this album is. Yeah, yeah, and that brings me to another point too. Is you know, us as diehard fans, you you listen to these songs like Miss Fourth of July or pretty much any other one, and think, how the hell did this not make the album? Yeah. You know, and and then, and then you you try to look at like say start all over again, for example. That was for the Keep the Faith album, yeah. and so you think, okay, what song could this have replaced on the album and been on the album? You know. For me, I would have put starting all over again on Keep the Faith and took out If I Was Your Mother, you know? So like okay. fans like us, we think of why didn't this make this album? How could we have made it fit the, you know? And you just, you try to figure out John's reasoning, you know, behind it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think it also comes down to like, PR <clears throat> people and a thousand people that have to listen to these songs before they actually get chosen, so. Yeah. Well, let's uh, start digging into the, the box set. Uh, so we're doing disc one. So the yeah. first track is Why Aren't You Dead? And that it was written by John Ritchie, and I believe Desmond Child also wrote that one. Um, yeah, John Ritchie and Desmond Child. Yep, and it was for Keep the Faith album. And, it was, I, I, and John has said it too. <clears throat> it was kind of like a remake of Bad Name or Bad Medicine. You know, so it was like tongue-in-cheek fun lyric song and i think it's i think it's genius you know especially like like when you're a kid growing up and this is how i could re like really relate to this song you know when i was a kid you know, going into high school too you know you have these relationships and like you tell each other oh i miss you so much i love you so much i can't live without you and you've only been together for a week and you're still kids in high school blah 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 and then next week you break up and so you know it's funny it's, you can't live without me so why aren't you dead you know you know, so it's like making fun of that line, oh, I can't live without you. And then a week later, you're broken up and moved on, and they're still just fine. Um, clever lyrics in that song where, like, kind of, <laughs> it's tied together really well. I think, like, right before that first chord, like, um, I didn't think two words would hurt so hard. It said, dear John, hello, goodbye. Like, yeah, so simple, so dumbed down, but, like, you could picture what he's saying, like, I when I hear a song like I always like to think what would the music video look like and when I hear that song I literally picture like a guy like on his bed a letter that says goodbye yeah yeah um and I also love Richie's guitar too like especially like that intro yeah this this, this was the one song that really what's that it kicks off the whole thing it's like here we go yeah. And and that's that's what uh, kind of takes me back to you know I guess Christmas Day when I put this on my CD player and listened to the first disc, this was the song that really hooked me. This was the one song that I kept going back to, and I just loved the the funness into it. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's just a good song, you know. And I I I truly think this should have made the album. You know, I know John was trying to go for a more serious. Yeah look and you know not trying to replicate what they did in the 80s and so i can see why i didn't make the al album but you know, at least we get to enjoy you know it is what it is and it's a it's a great song yeah i agree i um i, agree. I, I yeah i same why i did the album but i feel like good yeah say that last part you were breaking up uh, um like, I know why it didn't make the album, and it makes total sense, but I feel like it could have. Yeah. 
but you know, at least uh, we get to enjoy it though. Uh, let's go to the next track, and this is an absolute diehard fan favorite. Radio Saved My Life Tonight, which was also supposed to be on the Keep the Faith album. Uh, it was written by John, and uh, John actually wrote this one on piano after New, after New Jersey. Uh, I don't know if it was during the tour or after the, but he actually wrote this on tour when he was starting to get burned out. And, uh, you know, it was pretty much just questioning what, why he was doing what he was doing as an artist and, you know, being in the big machine, as he called it. Um, you know, and just kind of revisiting about what, why he got into music and why he does what he does. You know, just trying to find that passion of, for music again. And uh, and then I think it went, I think it sat around for a couple of years. Then when they started to do Keep the Faith, they, uh, the whole band recorded it. And uh, I'm surprised it didn't make the album because I really, truly think that it, 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 it should have made the album. I mean, I think it's one of those woulda, coulda, shoulda songs that should have made the album. What do it, you think? Yeah, I think it could have been a hit. Um, if to know what it wrote it out, um, because I'm sure at least that's pretty modern for the time in before. Um, um, but no, oh, your, your, your audio is going out. Oh, my bad. There, it's better now. For somebody that couldn't hear you, I heard it's your favorite song, and then. Oh, yeah. I mean, just lyrically, it's such a good song. And, um, and it's something that we can all relate to, to you know, like. like I it truly, and radio, you know, the music saves our lives. You know, like this band has, you know, done so much to my life. And, you yeah. know, there's dark days where the band did save my life. Band made me feel better. And, you know, you, you get lost in that little songs, the radio. And, you know, it's, it's great. And what's so great, this song, too, has been performed live here and there, especially in 2011. And I saw, I forget what show it was, but I saw them open up with this song. And it was just like... You and I both know here, and we've talked about this. You know, in the states, they don't do a lot of deep stuff. You're lucky if you get one or two deep tracks, you know, because he's got to please the general fans with the hits. And I remember when they opened up with this, like my jaw just dropped. I was like, "Is that Radio Samurai?" I, I I can't believe Radio, <laughs> and it was. I couldn't believe it. Um, but. Uh, my favorite line of the song is, I got something on my mind, just a little bit depressed. I tried to blame it on the rain, but it was in my heart, I guess. You know, that's like such a perfect way to start the, the song and, you know, the direction of where it was going. Uh, you have a favorite line of the song? Yeah, uh, my favorite line in the song is, I tried to sleep, but like a friend in need, the melody just kept hanging on. Oh, man, that's a good one, too. Um, same thing I was talking about before, just like, hearing something and being able to like picture it and that is like i mean how it happens to me all the time where i'm laying in bed and i'm just like thinking about a line thinking about a line like i wake up in the morning with songs in my head all the time so like i know exactly what he's saying like, all right man this song is really getting me through right now yeah absolutely you know what else is unique about this song to that like instrumentally is the bridge the way that they kind of come together before uh kind of like john's little vocal solo before the final chorus you know like with like tico you know the boom, 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 boom you know and then you know the it's kind of like clashing in if that makes sense I, uh, I i thought that was pretty unique um anything else you want to say about this song no i think it's a hit Next one is taking it back. And this is also for another Keep the Faith. It's amazing they kind of keep the faith, keep the faith out there, keep the faith out there. Anyway, so taking it back, it was written by John and Richie. Uh, this was just pretty much another um, starting all over again kind of type song, you know, just uh, we're starting all over again later on in the, in the box set. But um, taking it back, it's, it's all about. Um, 
coming back from where they were, you know, from the coming back from the New Jersey era, uh, touring and then, you know, being a band in the nineties and pretty much proving they're back and not forgotten. And, and you know, that one line too, you, you, you take it away, you take it away. I think that was all about, you know, and there's also a line about the lawyers and the, the music executives and all that. And that's definitely a right, but you know, like taking it back, I think means, you took back what you took away what I loved, you know, him becoming a musician and, you know, and then he became this big machine and they took away his passion for music. And so we keep the faith was coming. You, you know this already, you know, they had that passion again and they're like, I'm taking back what I love and you're not going to control, you know, pretty much like John taking management, you know, that re refuel of the fire of, this is what I got into because I loved and it's super easy to happen. And obviously it happened to them on a huge scale, but even just being a full-time musician, I work in Nashville, Tennessee. I play music every single day, whether it's writing or performing. And I travel a little bit open for whatever. Um, it's super easy to get burnt out on, man, I loved this. I started doing this when I was in high school because it was fun. And now I feel like it's my job. Um, now I feel like I have to, I have to write a song a week. And that's like what he's kind of talking about is like, you, you have to do this. You have to go here today. You have to do this today. Do the same thing you did yesterday. And it's super easy to get burnt down on it. And if you don't have that fuel of the fire of doing this super easy to get lost and i think this song is kind of him just saying all right i'm back yep you said it perfectly um i really like uh his vocals too especially like in the verses like in the first verse you know he's kind of like rattling off and then then you hear the drums coming then it's jump back to john so the, then the drum you know then the whole band comes in and it has that edgy guitar sound i thought um, that was guitar in this is awesome i I think, I mean, sonically, this song sounds amazing. I think Richie's playing, I looked it up once, but I think it was recorded on 56 Les Paul, and it's distortion turned up to 10. And the riff is amazing. Oh, my gosh. The, the only bad thing I can say about this, I, I love it. I love what it's about. It, it does feel like it's all over. The, it, it's a demo, obviously, so it was never completely finished. So, but it does feel like it's kind of all over the place, you know, and not, but maybe that's, that's where they were going with it. Um, one other thing I really love about this song too, is like when they sing, you're taking it back, you know, I, I can't sing, but you know, the way that they sing back and, you know, like John's vocals, when he sings back, he holds those notes, man, that's, that's like my favorite <laughs> part of the song. Yeah, it really is. It's one of mine too. And then um, the build up. <laughs> too in, in parts of these songs it kind of reminds me of uh good guys don't always wear white which was later really you know recorded and released in 94. you know so it, it kind of gives me that good guys don't oh, don't always wear white vibe doesn't it yeah it does to me i think so i didn't like i never put that together but now that you say that yeah yeah so it's like because one one day I had my music on shuffle and I heard the beginning of it and it, I was kind of talking and doing stuff and I thought in the background is that you guys don't always wear white and I was like no I was taking it back and then I kind of listened to uh, the back by back I was like oh my gosh they almost sound similar instrumentally uh, yeah. my, my favorite line uh, of this song is I'm no different than I than I was before I give you what you need then I'm out the door, you know? Yeah. I, think he was, I think he was pretty much talking about how he has to be a people pleaser, whether it's the music executives or an audience, you know, especially like the New Jersey tour, you know, it was like one show after the other. And so that line, give you what you need, then I'm out the door, you know, kind of thing. And you can take that line so many different ways, you know, but. Yeah, I like, yeah. I think that's probably maybe what he means. And obviously we don't always know and lines always could have a thousand meanings. Um, I love the changing output chorus, how it's like, 
because I'm living in the fast speed like steam train just before I fall, just before I fall off the track. And then it's like, uh, come like later in the song, coming like a hurricane <laughs> rattle. And <laughs> I like how it, it changes throughout the chorus. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, a, it, it's a gem. The next one is actually a demo for a song that we definitely know, most people know. Someday I'll be Saturday night. This was a demo on the box set. And I absolutely love it. I love that intro. Or it kind of... And the album cut. That's what I was going to ask you. I, I'm like right on the fence. I don't know which one I love more. I think I love the demo more because it just has a little more passion and emotion and sadness. Everything other... about it, that long like, intro, he's like, I'm going drinking, which I love. I think that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And there's different lyrics in this too, which we'll, we'll get into. Um, but like you said, with like like the, the intro with J John talking, I'm going drinking. But before that, you know, with, where you have that boom, 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 you know, you could just kind of tell that they were kind of getting warmed up to record that song, and they put it in the song. You know, then um, then they start recording, and John sings, you know, I'm going drinking and all that. Um, I, I really like how the different lyrics in the song. It was very melancholy, you know, very, I think it's very depressive and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what this song is all about. You know, just being down on your luck and just so tired of everything, not getting by and blah, blah, blah. And so it, it needed that emotive state, I believe. You know, the one, the version of the Crossroads still has that, but it's more upbeat. You know, this one is more Misery Loves Company type song, sound, you know? Um. The Crossroads version kind of gives me the optimistic, we're going to get through this vibe, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you, so, what do you think of this demo overall? I, I personally, I like the demo way more than they were the, um, than the Crossroads cut. But I do, I mean, Someday I'll Be Saturday Night is probably in my top five Bon Jovi songs. Um, either way. And uh, I... I think it's really easy to tell why that one made album and radio and why this one didn't. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that they knew they had something special wrong and we should kind of brighten it up a little bit so we can put it on. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, it's an amazing song. It really is. Yeah. I got but good things to say about Someday I'll Be Saturday Night. And I also really love um, John's vocals on this one too. Is it just it, it's amazing? Uh, I want to talk about two different lyrics that I really love in this song. It's obviously the the remake of the chorus. As long as I can breathe, as long as I can fight. Hey man, I know I'll get by. When I want to die, I'll pick up the pieces and what's left of my pride. I love that. You know, and it, it kind of makes me wish they would have. Like you said, you can see why they re redid it and what made it to the radio. But I, I really love that, that line. And another good line, too, is I think it's like a pre-chorus verse. When uh, I am here to justify what I got to do to survive. You know? I know, I was going to say that. Ah, I took that <laughs> Yeah. But let, me, let me ask you, when you listen to this demo, can you hear some of, can you hear some of accordion in this song, on this demo? Um... I haven't listened to it in a little while, to be honest. But yeah, I feel like you probably could. I uh, think there's some accordion in, in the beginning of this, but oh. Next awesome. track is this one's your your favorite here, uh, Miss Fourth of July. You guessed it; it was supposed to be on the Keep the Faith, <laughs> Keep the Faith album. Um, this was this is actually uh, written by John, and this actually became one of Richie's favorite. Uh, John actually originally wrote this on piano and then later brought it to the band. Um, and this song is all about, you know, fireworks, you know, the the passion, the love going out in a relationship and you know, pretty much you're at the end of your relationship. Um, and I, I, think jo I think John said somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, that it, John also wrote it to be about him losing passion and losing innocence and in what he saw in music and you know like like taking it back or um radio saving my life tonight losing all that passion 
and uh, just losing that passion, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But I know this is your favorite song, so I'll let you talk more about it. Just so well written, like, even the best. <laughs> even I can't hear you. My bad. I got so distracted. There's a dog outside, and it was like going wild. And I was like, oh no, I couldn't hear you for a second. But okay, as you were saying, back. <laughs> so yeah, the just like the simple, simple idea of like the spark is ending, and she wants to be independent. And Fourth of July is Independence Day, and I had to wave goodbye to Miss Fourth of July as like. This is one of the songs where I was like, I want to write songs. This was one of the songs that made me want to become a songwriter. And so it always probably has a really special place in my heart. One of the songs that I wish we can see live one day, even if I'm not there, I want to see it. Um, you I, know they did this live uh, back in the Circle Tour. Yeah. And, and there is an accordion. I love the accordion in this song, you know. Every time I see David playing the accordion, you know, you like, you see like the skinny, fit guy, and he's this ginormous <laughs> accordion. He's, you know, yeah. I don't know how much those things do. They those things weigh a lot. Do you know? Never picked the accordion, to be honest. Me either. Uh, what's your What's your favorite line of this song? Um, what is my favorite line in this song? The circus is gone, it's all packed away. Is like, same thing I was talking about before, just like painting a picture. And yeah. then I just obviously just love, they, we waved goodbye to Miss Fourth of July. Cause I could, same thing, just like, you could kind of picture a guy who's like not really sure about what's the future holds. Yeah, and, and that's where I tie, you know, that line there reminds me of like, when I was saying about how John was losing in, losing the innocence and passion in music. You know, so when you say the circus is packed up and it's long gone away, I think he's talking about New New Jersey tour ending. You know, and that you don't know what your future is. You know, you know, the one part level was a traveling circus. You know, there's yeah. trucks and hundreds of men and women yeah. and yeah, you get burnt out. My favorite part of this song, I love the way that John and Richie kind of sing it, and then the lyric is, for all my hopes, heart, heartaches, and fears, for a night I just watched you walk right out of here. Where, when they go into the second chorus, I love how they did that. Yeah, that was such a, it added so much fuel and passion into the song. I, I loved it. Um, so, anything else you want to say about this one? No, I think that's it. Just an amazing song should be more popular i wish it was on an album Me uh, too. next one is open all night this is actually one of my favorites on this box set you know and you and i both know that john kind of toyed with you know the there i think he said he's written like five songs with this title you know we yeah. also have this one that we're going to talk about these arms are open all night um the one that's on the bounce version and so we, there's two we have never heard before but anyway, so Open All Night, this version was written, uh, I think it was pre-Crossroads, 1994. Okay. And I, I think there was a rumor saying this was going to be put on these days. But then it obviously got taken off. It was written by John Ritchie and Eric Bazilian. Um, I, I, think that, I think this version, I think this song is all about, you know, whenever you're ready, I'll be right here. You know, like, Kind of like, you know, Miss Fourth of July with independence. You want to move on and go on. You know, this one's kind of talking about, okay, I understand you want to move on, break up, and utilize your freedom. I'll be here when you need me again. You know, pretty much like, like, like I'm a neon sign that's always on. It's all right. I'm open all night. You know, so it kind of reminds me of that meaning. I think that's, I'm always right here, you know? So, um, let me, let me look at my notes here. I just, I just, 
I have so much to say about this song. I, I love it so much. Um, my favorite line is, I'll get along. I'm like a neon sign that's always on. It's all right. I'm open all night. You know, I think, I think the chorus is the biggest hook of the song. So, too. I think so, too. I'm actually loading up the lyrics right now because I... Oh, I, I, can, I can recite you the lyrics. <laughs> um, um, I also like this... Um, the second verse too so you wave goodbye and say baby good luck you gotta chase your dreams before you rest yeah that's that's a line that's yep that's a line and a half right there um there's there's a really cool it's fan made obviously but um there's a song on um Our video on Ali McBeal when John was in Ali McBeal and they play this song and it's like a perfect music video for it's fan made but it's like shows all of his clips in Ali McBeal you have to look that up sometime on YouTube. Um, um, I think my favorite line is opening. You're mute again. How's that? Good. I don't know. Every time you touch it, it the audio comes back. It's weird. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I'm sure it will, but that's okay. Forget <laughs> um, by. The bridge of this is really good too. Like the distorted vocals and then the baby, baby you know, like over, like, and uh, I, I, just, I love the vulnerability in this song. Um, do you have anything you want to say about this song? Just a banger. I, I think it's a hit. Um, sonically, it sounds amazing, and lyrically, I think like my, I think going into the chorus and when that chord progression goes from like a low D to that sharp drop D, it says "Don't look back, you just drive me crazy," and then it goes right into the chorus, and it's just like I feel like that ties. It together that's like what makes me want to keep it. yeah that's a good part too the next one <clears throat> is uh these arms are open all night there you go again with the title open all night this was written and recorded for crush uh, it was written by john and billy falcon um to me i think this song's all about just being lonely together and going home with each other to satisfy each other's needs and just have someone to go home with you know, like, um, just yeah. need, I think it's just vulnerability, you know, needing someone. And that's but how I interpret this song. What's your take on it? <laughs> I love this song. I play this song in downtown Nashville all the time. Um, probably, um, if I play acoustic, I always play this song. Um, I, I, think, I think I think it's super well written. I think, you know, it's funny. It is like kind of a bar song. And I, uh, it's kind of like a last call desperation song. Yep. And this is a song that I use the song to describe. People ask me a lot, like, you know, I'm a songwriter in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, well, if you're writing for country artists, how are you so into Bon Jovi? And this is kind of the song where I try to tell people that only listen to country music, I say, strip this song down and it's a country song it doesn't mm-hmm. about it and doesn't matter how it sonically sounds this is a heartbroken storytelling i met a girl at a bar and here i think she's coming with me like every lyric in this song has that george Strait, has that dirk bentley has that like you can feel it and that's what's so cool and the detail of you know you can just watch him going up to her and by the way my name is jones that's my dented red chevy out front mm-hmm. every in this song is like and that's why i think this song i always try to a big country dude from georgia who's only listened to george Strait his whole life and that's his songwriting thing like get a little diverse try and listen to this and 
the song I try to bring people into Bon Jovi with. Songwriters. Try yeah. To bring. <clears throat> and, and, you know, you just said, you know, it's such a great songwriting song. Yeah, and I think John's vocals on this one, too, has so much emotion to the song. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has an intimate vocals. You know, the, like that sound in the intro, I thought was so good. Yeah. Um, my favorite line is, God only knows how long it's been that I've been this lonely. Back there at the stop sign, I see her headlights. I think she's coming with me. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, for me, my favorite line is uh, probably "There's no neon lights and it don't stink of beer." Like, oh yeah, I like that line too. And his vocals in that when he does the run of "There's no neon lights, it don't stink of beer." Like, hell yeah. Now, now after we get done with this, this I'm gonna go listen to this song all, all day. Yeah, me too. Next one, and we were talking about how much we love this one. I get a rush. Uh, it was written by John Desmond Child, and I believe Eric Bazin also wrote on this. Okay, yeah, I have it. And this is post nineteen ninety six, so I'm not sure if it was. I think it's a demo for Crush. If not, just just a demo. Okay. It's one of those. It's one of those fun songs. Um, this one hooked me when I was a kid when I first got this box set. And I think it's it, it's just a catchy, fun song. It's all about being crazy about someone and getting a rush for someone when you're near them, kind of like having butterflies in your stomach. And I think it's just kind of like, especially like a intro, and like when you're first with someone, yeah, you just get that rush with them when you're with them, and you know, and it could be awesome to be longevity still be get a rush with someone. Um, it's just it's such a fun three quick three minute song. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a song that's built for radio. Absolutely. I think it would have been a massive hit, too. You know, I love the way that it, start, it doesn't start instrumental. It just starts with him. Like, Every day of my life has been leading me here tonight. Feels like I'm coming home back, you know. So I love the way that it starts out. Then then the chorus just kind of gets right in your face. And I like it. I like it. You know, like, yeah, I love that. But my favorite part of the song, and this is probably my favorite verse of the whole box set, is the second verse, I can fly, I've got wings, I've got riches that money can't bring, I've got more than a king, I've got you. And baby, that's a lot. I love that line. Exit, my favorite verse of the whole box set. That's it, right there. That's awesome. Yeah, that is, I'd probably say that's my favorite line in the song as well. Um, yeah, a song that I think could have been a massive hit, I really do. Yeah, I, I agree. You know what else is so good about this song too is the the pre-solo. You know when they, you know, like like a Tico go da 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 da. You know, um, how's yeah. John? Everything you do, I get a rush. I get a rush for you. Then it goes into the solo. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next one is someday just might be tonight. This was written, I think. I read something. It was during these days tour, and then it got recorded and just kind of um, put to the side. It was written by John Ritchie and Mark Hudson. Um, Mark Hudson. I, what's that? Uh, I'm a big fan of Mark Hudson, songwriter. Yeah, he's good. Um, th I, this song is just all about, I think, just like kind of like chasing your dreams and and not giving up. And you know, like the title says, someday just might be tonight. Like this. This tonight might be your lucky break. This might be where you succeed, no matter how down on your luck you may be. This yeah. might be, you know, and I, and honestly, when I was listening to this song earlier today, two things. One, this is one of those songs I don't always often listen to, but when I do listen to, it, I'm thinking, wow, why don't I listen to this more often? It's like such a great gem, has a great message. And secondly, when I was listening to this album this morning, I was actually not in a weird way, but I was thinking of you, you know, how you are in Nashville chasing your dreams to be a musician and, and, and all that. I was thinking this applies to you. Yeah. You know, like, like tonight might be your big break, you know, where things get, you know, so. Yeah. I actually love like the opening lyric where it says, thinking of the mountain on a dead end street at the end of the block is where we cut our teeth. 
but the world trying to keep us sweep us off our feet that is like relatable in a way and i feel like anybody that lives here and plays music it happens so much because it's like All right. There, we there go. you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, I might just have to hold it. Um, I think uh, what I was saying is I love it because on the end of the block is where we cut our street or where we would cut our teeth, you know, king of the mountain on a dead end street. And that in my head is super relatable because it's kind of like um, how many people move to Nashville because they're the best singer songwriter in their hometown. And then they come here and it's overwhelmed with talent. And you're really getting swept off your feet because you're like, wow, there's so much happening. Yeah. Line I relate to a lot. Yeah. And you bring up that King of the Mountain in line. And so it always makes me think, too, was that a knock on? Because, like I said, the song's all about trying to make it big or trying to achieve your goals. And so, like with uh, King of the Mountain, um, it kind of makes me think, was it a knock on 7800? You know, when they were still trying to make it big and they weren't successful yet, you know, pretty much saying it's coming from the bad and then looking for success. Yeah. You know, uh, but. And well, I, that's a good point. I never thought of it like that, but that's a yeah. good point. Uh, but, you know, like like your reason behind it or the way that I interpret, you know, that's, that's the amazing thing about music. Um, Tico on the drums on this song is so good too. I love the way he plays drums on this. And then there's that powerful chorus, obviously. You, you know, don't, you know, and my favorite line don't give up, don't give in, stand and fight, you might just win. You know, that's my favorite part of the whole song. And this song, I, I think this song should have been released because I think it had such a good positive message. <coughs> it should have been put out there. So, um, yeah. so the next one is um, Thief of Hearts and this was written this so when so 2004 you and I both know this but for people who are watching that don't uh, in 2003 they released an album called This Left Feels Right and uh, it was for um, like a remake of songs yeah of other hits and so at first john wanted to record some new songs like last man standing and um thief of hearts stuff like that and put it on the album well later he decided not to pull those out but thief of hearts was one of them uh, it was written by john and pat leonard and uh he, he just felt like the song the, the new stuff that he was writing was not right for this that feels right and eventually, this actually just became an outtake anyway, but Last Man Standing made it to Have a Nice Day, just a new yeah. version. Uh, but I love this. This is one of my favorites, too. You know, I think that this song is all about uh, falling in love with someone, even if you don't want to. You're like uh, stealing someone's love, you know, like basically saying, you're going to fall in love with me no matter what. I'm going to do whatever it takes for you to fall in love with me. I'm the thief of hearts, but, you know. Um, the accordion, I like the, the accordion in the song, too. That's unique. Um, um, my favorite line, too, is, I am the thief of hearts, guilty of the charge. You can throw away the keys, double up the bars. You know? <laughs> so what, so what, what, what are your thoughts on this song? Um, to me, the coolest part about this song is you know, it's no secret that John is a huge fan of Tom Petty, and you can hear the Tom Petty influence in this song through and through. And I think he's talked about it. And um, like, that's the coolest part is when you could kind of hear that influence peeking in. And on this song, you could hear it the whole way, chord progression, lyrically and sonically. And um, which is super awesome. My favorite line in this song is, hey, baby, I'm going to wear you down. You better listen to me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I could be interpreted in a yeah, like, you, could, you just say that. Like, it's, it could, 
could feel aggressive. <laughs> and it's then definitely... it back into I am the thief of hearts, the shadow on your wall. And it's like, yeah, that's super cool. It's a, it's a hit. Song's a hit. Absolutely. Next one is Last Man Standing. Then this is a demo. Like I said about Thief of Hearts, how it was supposed to be written for um, This Life Feels Right, then taken off. Same thing with Last Man Standing. Let me ask you, which version do you love more? The box set demo or the Have a Nice Day version? This one. Absolutely. You and me both. I remember because Have a Nice Day came out in 2005. So this box set came out in 2004. And I remember that This Stuff Feels Right DVD, they performed it on uh-huh. there. And that was one of my favorite performances. And I think that intimate fluent storytelling song, sound is so good. It has so much intimacy. And I think that's what makes this song better is the way this demo sounds. And I think it was, it's perfect. That video that you're talking about from the Dislifter Feels Right DVD makes me cry every time I watch it as a songwriter. When he's giving that speech in the beginning and he says, this is for the last heroes left. This is for Tom Petty. This is for Bob Dylan. This is for Bruce. This is for Bon Jovi. um, But no, this is one of those songs where the same thing about just painting a picture, I picture being at like a carnival you know like come see a living breathing spectacle only seen right here i picture someone being like come on come on in and like you know it's your last chance the line is long (laughs) you won't believe your eyes your eyes won't believe your ears awesome line by the way um like get your money out get ready and then the line about like you better hold on to your honey and honeys don't forget to breathe like yeah, so good. A captive in. You know, and then, you know, this whole song is obviously about, you know, his aim at the music industry. And and I think the reason and I heard in an interview somewhere where someone had asked John about why was it, why is the Have a Nice Day version a completely different sound? He thought that there's a lot more anger in this demo. And he, he thought he needed to tone down that anger. And it's always all about the music industry, especially where it was, you know, and this is right where the peak was where the music business was changing in the digital era because now you're starting to see, you know, like YouTube and digital downloads and stuff yeah. like that. Funny enough, I remember when the Have a Nice Day version, uh, when Have a Nice Day came out, before they put Have a Nice Day on the web, the band's website, and then the single was obviously out, you can buy in stores. And then I think like a week before the album came out, they put Last Man Standing on the band's website for you to listen to and you can download it. And so it was kind of ironic. The whole song is about an yeah. aim at the negativity of, you know, digital downloads and, you know, the music industry. And then they go and put it on their website. <laughs> so, but I remember when I first heard that song, I'm like, because like, I was like really excited because this is before the digital era. When I heard that last man standing on the DVD, that's that's the only place you could hear it. And I was like, I really want like a CD. I want this on a CD. And so when I found out it was going to be on Have a Nice Day, I was like, oh, they're putting it out. I can't wait. That and then you and I both know that it's a completely different version. And that version's okay, but the box set version's the best. Me too. Absolutely. And the yeah. cool thing about it is like, that's just the cool thing about music. And I think... I think it stands true for everyone, every song that John's ever written. But, um, you know, you don't need that, you know, on the album version of Have a Nice Day, same thing of like distortion turned up to 10, big drums. And this version is so stripped down and it almost means more. Mm-hmm. Feel it more than that. And, um, that's the coolest part. It's almost like listening to two different songs. Um, yeah, absolutely. My favorite line in this song is, his words were more than music, they were pictures from the soul. So, so keep your funk, hip-hop, pop, rock, junk, and your digital downloads. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite line, too. <laughs> that's like the perfect aim at yeah. it's about. 
Last one on this uh, disc is I Just Want to Be Your Man. And it was written by John. It was written during the Crossroads These Days era. Um, I think it's a good song. It, uh, I think it's all about just kind of like rekindling a relationship, you know, being in a tired relationship and trying to refocus on your love for that person. You know, trying to forget the hard times and everyday cycle and just saying, tonight, I want to be in love with you. I want to be with you and just forget everything and just, you know, enjoy our relationship. The guitar intro to this song is pretty good, too. I really uh, dig it. And the way that John Ritchie sing this together when they're singing, I just want to be your man. Awesome. I thought that's pretty cool. Um, then that slow intro, the way that picks up into the chorus. You know, what's your thoughts on the song? I think it's a just cool song. I think it's like... Um, yeah. It's not one of my favorites, but yeah. it's... It's, you know, anything amazing, but I don't not like it by any yeah. means. Um, you know, yeah. I've, I've heard John say things like, I think recently I heard him talk about Shine or Love Can, one of those songs, and he was like, oh, well, we made those bonus tracks because I could write you a thousand of those songs. And that's how I feel about this song. It's like, um, you know, I feel like he probably wrote this pretty quickly. It was like, Here's a love song handed in. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. It's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line is, you still ever think of you and me as us, or is it another uh, thing where they die and turn into dust? I thought that was a brilliant. And I'm sure you as a songwriter can really yeah. appreciate that line. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all I want is to dream out loud. We used to think we had it all worked out is probably my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one, too. When I um, pick, like, dream out loud, and then it's like, well, I, we thought we had it all worked out, but, you know, don't make a plan. Exactly. So, you know, overall, it's it's a good song. And, you know, I wish we could keep talking. I, I could just talk about this whole box set with you. <laughs> but I, I truly enjoyed our chat today on this Yeah, box. man. I when I was trying to think of people I wanted to do this box set with, I wanted to do it obviously with diehard fans, you know, and I knew, you know, from our conversation back in June, you're a perfect candidate to do one of these discs. So it was great to have you on. And, uh, you know, I'm glad we became friends, you know, since June, you know, you know we go talk to each other on Instagram and all that. And uh, I appreciate you. I think you're a good guy. Yeah, you too, man. And I haven't got to talk to you like Congrats on the letter and all that. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, all right, buddy. Thanks again for coming on and doing this chat with me. And uh, hope thanks. you stay safe. Thanks, man.